Mr. Withers. This is our new kindergarten teacher. Everybody say hi, Mr. Withers. We are super excited that he uh, has joined us here at Trinity. So if you see him around, give him a high five. I'm sure he'd like that. Um, Yeah, and please welcome him to our community today. So we're in our All God's People Sing, page 8. It says Advent on it. Page 8 in your All God's People Sing. It says Advent on the top. Page 8. For those of you uh, bigger kids who are sitting with... um, some of our younger friends, if you could assist them with that, that would be really great. Not right. For some reason, I picked a shirt today that doesn't really have a good place to clip a microphone. There we go. Okay. All right, so we're on page eight. And we begin at the top where it says, Leader, lift up your heads and open your eyes. Who is coming? Blessings on him who comes as king. Comes the name of the Lord. Our Advent hymn is number 163. It's the one that all of you sang so wonderfully on Sunday. The reason why I picked it was, number one, I've never actually sang it, like, ever. And I really want to, and I want to sing it with you guys. Um, so this is Light One Candle, page 163. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Cole Schoet, your announcer for this chapel service. Pastor Jake Sletton will deliver today's chapel. Assisting in the chapel worship today is pianist Mrs. Amanda Menning, and the acolytes are Bethany Clayton and Elizabeth Sharp. Light one candle on page 108 in the All God's People Sing. Back to page 8 in the front of your hymnal. You'll notice up here that we have our Advent wreath that is lit, and it is referenced here in the first line. As we light our Advent wreath, we remember the one who comes, Jesus, the light of the world. He came as a baby in a manger. He came to be our Savior, with joy and gladness. He comes to us each day in the promise of his presence. Let us open our hearts to him. He will come again to take us to himself in heaven. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this Advent season, and as it uh, is about to come to 
a close and we enter into the Christmas season, we pray that you would continue to prepare us in heart, in mind, and in soul. Uh, Lord, as we not only celebrate and not only remember, but we give thanks and that your Holy Spirit fills our hearts with joy because the coming of the Savior has happened. He has come for us to live for us, to die for us, and to rise again for us. And so we pray that as Advent continues and we go into the Christmas season, that you would keep this joy of Advent, keep this joy of Jesus inside of our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> our scripture reading for today is actually just one verse. It's one of my favorites. It's probably in my top, I don't know, three or four verses in the entire Bible, and I'm about to tell you why. It's from Psalm 24, verse 1. It reads pretty simply. Uh, this is a psalm from King David, and he writes, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Another way to say that is the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and those who dwell in it. So everything belongs to the Lord. Now, how many of you... For some of you, it probably still happens. I know it happens for, where's my son? Is he here today? Well, there he is, yeah. I know that it still happens with him. It happens with his brother. How many of you, when you are out and about with your parents and you are, oh, I know. Okay, so how many of you at your birthday and you get a present from somebody, not your parents. But your parents are present, and you receive the gift. What is the first thing that your parents tell you to say or do? Raise your hand, Ross. No, no, wait, wait. Yeah, so they say what? No. What do they say? Parents know. Um, Anna? Right, but they say something a little... A little bit before, right, they say, what do you say? And then you're supposed to say, thank you. Do you know why your parents say that? The reason why your parents say that is because we don't want you to embarrass us. Because if you don't say thank you, then the person who gave you the gift might think, well, they're not very thankful at all. What a mean kid. And if he's a he or she is a, is a mean kid and a not very thankful kid, and that must mean that, that, his, that, that his or her parents are not raising them, them right, and that reflects on us, and then we go home at night and we think, man, how can I get my kids just to say thank you more often when I want them to? How many of you have ever, how do I say this, have ever done something on accident that you would normally do at home, and it's okay to do at home, but when you do it at somebody else's house, your parents are mortified. I can think of lots of examples. MJ has several, but I'll not mention those here. The reason for that is because you belong to your parents, right? They are the ones that are raising you. They are the ones that God has put in charge of making sure that you are not only a decent citizen of this American society and society at large, but that you know who the Savior is, that you know who Jesus is, that you know who the Father is, that you know who the Holy Spirit is. They are your 
sorry, you are their responsibility. Same kind of thing happens with God. For, for some reason, and the reason actually is because of sin, you and I were sort of, not intentionally, because our parents, because they, cared, because they care about us, it's the exact reason why they say whenever you receive something, they say, what do you say? We have been brought up because the world is sinful. We have, it has been ingrained in us that for some reason we are not our own. I'm sorry, that, uh, that we belong to ourselves. Do, do you guys know what I mean by that? I tell you what, I want you to take one minute and in groups just right by you, I want you to talk about what do you think it means when I say that you and I think that we belong to ourselves. What do you think that that means? Take just one minute. Big kids, help out the little kids, okay? Um, Teachers, please help out the kids that you are by. One minute, what do you think it means when I say that we think that we belong to ourselves? Ready, set, go. Good. Let's bring it back up to the front. What are some of the answers that came out? Raise your hand. What do you think it means when I said that we sometimes think that we belong to ourselves? Um, Harper? Yeah? Okay. Right, right. Good. Okay. Hadley? Yes, okay, also true, good. Uh, McKinley? Mm, okay, yes, we can sometimes do that. How about some answers over here? Uh, Logan? Did you forget? Yeah, okay, all right, Will? Yeah, okay. All of you, yes, uh, Penny. Okay, all right. You are on the right track. Yes, yes, good. All of you are on the right track. Now, in the ways that we act, in the ways that we think, and in the things that we say, every single day, you and I act like and pretend that we belong only to ourselves. So when, we, so when, when you don't want to share a toy with your brother or your sister, that's, that's like being, like you only belong to yourself. When you think about somebody in a, in a bad way, in a negative way, that's, that's just like thinking that you belong to yourself and you don't belong to anyone else. When you do something that is selfish 
And that, that could be anything. When you and I do things that are selfish, we, that is another example, another symptom of this sin that we have of where we think that we belong to ourselves. But the Bible says that we don't belong to ourselves. In Romans chapter 14, there's a really awesome verse. It's probably also in my top five because it's very similar. Romans chapter 14, it says this. For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this book, not only wrote, wrote that, but he also wrote this, this verse, that you and I were bought. We were purchased, we were paid for at a price. Can anybody guess what that price was, Baylor? of Jesus' blood, yeah. When Jesus died on the cross, he purchased you. He bought you. Now here's what's a little bit wonky about the whole thing, is that going all the way back to our first parents, Adam and Eve, who created them? God did, okay? God created Adam from from dirt. The name Adam actually means dirt, so if you have a friend named Adam, you can be like, hey, dirt! No, don't do that. He probably wouldn't like that. Okay? And then from Eve, he formed, I'm sorry, yeah, from uh, Adam, God forms Eve. Now, if you make something, um, I don't know, if you make a, I don't know, uh, what's something that you've made recently? A necklace? If you make a craft? If you make um, a cross? Anything that you make it sort of belongs to, to you, right? Right? Okay? It sort of belongs to you because you were the one that made it. You were the one that designed it. You were the one that thought about it. You were the one that took the time. And you were the one that made it. In the same way, God, in his infinite wisdom, took the time, took the love, took the mercy, took the grace, and he made Adam and Eve. And from Adam and Eve, he made you and I. But then, of course, something happens. Sin comes, into the, uh, sin comes into the picture because of that same sin, right? Because Adam and Eve thought that they just belonged to themselves and not to God. So sin enters the, the picture. Adam and Eve get kicked out of the garden. They still belong to God. They're still his but that relationship is not the same. And so, God sends his son, Jesus, not, not as a last resort, but actually as plan A from the very beginning. God sends his son, Jesus. Jesus dies on the cross, and then if you listen closely to what Jesus says from the cross, he says what? It is finished. What do you think he means by it is finished? What do you think is finished when he's hanging there on the cross? And think about what we've just been talking about. Connor? 
Huh? Yeah, yeah, but in the context of what we've been talking about, especially that verse from Paul that, that we are not our own, but we were bought at a price. Yes? No. Anna? No. Caden? Okay, all right. Yeah, good, okay. Also true. When Jesus said, it is finished, he's hanging there on the cross, and he's about to die, and then he finally says, it is finished. What he, what he meant by that is that what it cost to purchase you back after you, you were lost the cost of what it took to purchase you back so that you belong to him forever was his own blood. Okay? So when the Bible says that you and I are not our own, but we were bought at a price, it means that we were bought at the price of Jesus' blood. And if we were purchased, if we were bought, then what that means is, is that we actually do not belong to ourselves. Why? Well, because remember what it said in our text? The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world it says the, the world and every, everybody who lives in it. Yeah, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Now here's what's really, really great. When you and I sin, when you and I forget, because we do, when you and I forget that we, were, that we are not of ourselves, but we were actually bought at, at a price and we think things, we do things, or we say things that reflect that, do you think that, that, that God, whenever Anna thinks something bad about somebody else, do you think God says, well, Anna's out? No. Do you think that whenever Carly accidentally says something mean to her brother, that never happens, I'm sure. Do you think that God says, well, Carly's out? Blink. No. When Jesus purchased you, he purchased you for good. He purchased you forever. So even when you and I fail, even when you and I sin, still we belong to the Lord. And so again, from that verse from Romans chapter 14, whether we live or whether we die, because of Christ we belong to the Lord. And so as you enter into this, we're about to get into the, we're currently in the week of the third week of Advent, about to get into the fourth week, which is actually a really short week. It only lasts about a day because I think Christmas was on Wednesday, I think, okay? Remember that you and I were purchased at a price. And we do not belong to ourselves, and thanks be to God for that because we were purchased by him who, who the world belongs to, everything in it, the world and the fullness thereof, and everybody, and everybody, everything that dwells in it. All right, let's look at the offering. The offering is next, so will the ushers please come forward and grab the offering plates.
mission of Trinity Lutheran School is to proclaim and joyously celebrate the gospel through a quality Christ-centered educational program program with one another, the community, and the world. Trinity Lutheran School enrolls students at ages 3 through 8th grade. To schedule a tour, contact the school office at 417-235-5931. Join us at Christmas Eve as the Trinity Lutheran School students tell the story of Jesus' birth. This year's service is titled Sleep in Heavenly Peace. The service begins at 7 p.m. There will be no school through December 20th through January 6th. Classes resume January 7th. If you would like to make a donation to the school giving to the school giving tree to support the classrooms or lunch program, please contact the school office. to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Our last song is actually going to be the one that Miss Menning just played, and the number of that, what was the, what was it? Go to page 185. We'll go ahead and just do some practice. 185, will come all ye faithful. Our closing song is O Come All You Faithful on page 185 in the All God's People Sing. It has been our pleasure 
pleasure to bring you this chapel service from Trinity Lutheran School, Church and School. We pray that you have been benefited spiritually and invite you to worship with us each Sunday and Wednesday mornings by, mean, by the means of this broadcast at www.trinity1874.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Cole Show. Thank you so much, Pastor Jake. We have some birthdays and baptism birthdays to celebrate. This is going to take us out for the rest of 2019 and for those half birthdays for the rest of June. So when I call your name, come on up. Celebrating a birthday, Mrs. Ingle, on December 28th. Mrs. Geyer's half-birthday is June 25th. And Elizabeth's half-birthday is, well, her birthday is June 29th, so half-birthday, December 29th. Where's Addison? Her birthday is tomorrow, December 19th. Ava Cannell's half birthday, June 19th, tomorrow. And Kylie Hartman has a half birthday coming up. Her birthday is June 20th. And Matthew Griffin's birthday is today. Right, Matthew? 
Happy birthday. We're all coming back to school in your honor. How old are you? Seven years old today. Wow. And Miss Yelenek celebrates her baptism birthday on June 19th. So we will celebrate her half birthday tomorrow. She's coming from the back. So let's sing God's blessings. God's blessings all year. God's blessings all year. God's blessings, dear Matthew, Hiley, Elizabeth, Miss Tinkle, Miss Fire, Addison, Ava, and Miss Yelena. Teachers, if you could come up, I have a few announcements for you before you leave. <laughs>